Hey guys, Amber Athey with Unfit to Print here, and I have some thoughts about the Biden administration's student loan debt forgiveness plan. Before we get into the video, please subscribe to Unfit to Print on YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. If you'd like to become a premium subscriber, head on over to amberathy.supercast.com. President Joe Biden announced Wednesday that the White House is going to move to forgive student loan debt for individuals earning $125,000 or less or married couples filing jointly earning $250,000 or less. Let's start with the fact that if you are making over $100,000 a year and have a college degree, you are one of the most privileged people in America. The reason that you presumably took out loans to pay for college is because you recognize that that slip of paper, that degree that you earned, gave you a higher earning potential. That is, the trade-off was supposed to be worth it. If you are incapable of paying off your student loans, then you either majored in the wrong thing or you're working in the wrong field. Either way, when you took out that loan, you agreed to the terms of repayment. You signed a contract. You don't get to just renege on your responsibility because you think it's unfair. What's truly unfair is the fact that student loan debt forgiveness is a massive transfer of wealth from the least privileged in society, working class, blue collar, non-college educated folks to the upper echelons of society. People who graduated from college, work in a professional or managerial field, and are overall earning a much higher standard of living than those at the bottom. The largest growth factor for student loan debt is people who are going to school for graduate degrees. Let's say you're a blue collar laborer who went to trade school and is earning $70,000 a year as an electrician. Why on earth should you be paying with your tax dollars for a free handout to someone who got their graduate degree to go work in public policy. Further, even though a majority of college students go to public two and four year universities, the majority of student loan debt is from individuals who chose to go to private schools. That means these people begging for student loan forgiveness are people who knowingly went to a college that they couldn't afford when there were cheaper options available. A lot of people made sacrifices. Some people didn't go to college. Some people decided to go to a community college for two years and then transfer to a four-year university. Some people went to state school instead of going to their dream school. It is fundamentally unfair that the people who are responsible are now paying for the people who chose to make reckless and irresponsible financial decisions. Perhaps even more importantly, this doesn't solve the student debt crisis. In fact, it makes it worse because it incentivizes colleges to raise tuition even higher. Why would any student heading into a four-year university think twice about taking out $100,000 in loans when they saw that the government is willing to just go ahead and forgive some of it, no questions asked. Colleges will raise prices further, students will take out even more loans, and eventually the government will be blackmailed and guilt-tripped into forgiving those as well. For years, the price of college tuition has outpaced inflation. Shouldn't we be asking colleges to prove that these degrees are as valuable as the money they're asking people to pay for them? Instead, we're giving the colleges a pass and we're bailing out people who were stupid enough to sign their name to a piece of paper on a loan that they knew they would never be able to repay. It can be difficult to become a high earner without getting a college degree. 
A lot of companies require it, even for entry-level jobs. Some people aren't cut out to work in the trades, and working in physical labor can sometimes mean that by the time you get to your retirement, your body is so run down you can't even enjoy it. And thanks to increased globalization, there are fewer and fewer manufacturing jobs in the United States every single year. So we have to come up with a more comprehensive solution than just telling people not to go to college or telling them that they need to take out $200,000 or more in loans in order to get a piece of paper that doesn't actually confer value on a person. Colleges have to be held accountable for skyrocketing costs and the federal government has to stop letting them off the hook. On a society-wide basis, we need to make sure that it's culturally acceptable for companies and corporations to hire people who don't have a college degree. Speaking from experience, some of the people that I went to college with who graduated from a top 25 university were some of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. One of my roommates at Georgetown University unironically asked me how square burgers are made. I had to explain to her the concept of ground beef and how they can shape it into either a square or a circle. Another time, she actually asked me if she had swallowed a cough drop whole if she would need to go to the student health center to make sure she didn't have to have her stomach pump. Do we really think that someone like that is going to be a more valuable employee than your average high school graduate? And yet we tell young people that it is an absolute necessity for them to go and graduate from a four-year university that teaches them little beyond how to live on their own and away from their parents for the first time in their life. How about instead of giving $10,000 to some of the wealthiest and most educated people in society, we redirect that money towards on-the-job training or other programs that will help people get high-earning jobs without having to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars or sign their name onto ridiculous loan terms to say that they have a bachelor's degree. And obviously, one of the most infuriating things about the student loan forgiveness plan from the Biden administration is that it actively punishes people who were financially responsible and paid off their loans. We don't get a $10,000 rebate for the money that we scrimped and saved so that we could make good on our agreements. Instead, more of our tax dollars are going to our peers who decided to wait it out and hope that the federal government would come and play daddy and bail them out. I posted about my financial situation on social media and was immediately dogpiled by people who insisted that it couldn't be possible that I was able to save money while earning a low salary and eventually paying off my student loans. I must be lying because they simply couldn't comprehend the concept of frugality. I come from a low-income family. My dad was a plumber, my mom was a homemaker, and they worked really hard and saved a lot of money to make sure that they could put as much as possible towards mine and my brother's college expenses. However, we were still considered low-income, so when I went to Georgetown, I was lucky enough to get need-based financial aid and first-generation college student scholarships, which helped pay for a lot of the expenses. Before deciding to go to Georgetown, my parents and I sat down and had a very difficult conversation about the financial aid packages that I was about to receive. I was fully prepared to turn down my dream school if it would make more sense financially to attend a public college like the University of Maryland. Luckily, Georgetown did end up being the most affordable option for me, and the money that I received from them came from their endowment, not from the federal government. The only federal money that I received was about $10,000 in loans from the Department of Education. I spent several semesters at school on a work-study program. In the summers, I regularly worked 60 hours a week as a lifeguard and as a child swim instructor trying to earn extra money to put towards paying off those loans. After graduation, I got my first real-world job and I was only making $37,000 a year. However, I knew that after six months, I would have to start paying interest on those student loans. So I did absolutely everything in my power to minimize my expenses so that I could put all of my extra savings towards paying off that $10,000. I paid $900 a month to live in a chef's basement in Northern Virginia. That $900 covered rent as well as utilities 
and I had a small phone bill. It wasn't the greatest living situation. I basically had a room and an ensuite bathroom to myself, and the rest of the house, of course, belonged to the homeowner. I was allowed to use common areas, but I was living with a man who was about 30 years older than me, so it was a little weird. But I felt it was a justified trade-off compared to the living expenses I would have incurred if I was somewhere else. Luckily, my job gave me a small stipend for transportation, which I used to take the bus to and from work every day. Sometimes while I was waiting for the bus in the morning, I would be harassed by the drug addicts that lived down the street. I rarely ate out, and when I did, it was definitely less than about $15 a meal. I would only go to the bar on $2 beer nights, or at most I'd buy myself one drink. I shopped at Trader Joe's mostly for my groceries because it was the most affordable, and a lot of my meals were frozen meals. I was by no means destitute, and I always made sure to budget a few entertainment items in my monthly budget, but I was very frugal and I did not spend a lot of frivolous money. Long story short, by living in a less than ideal situation and keeping my monthly credit card bill down, as well as the accumulated savings that I had gained from my summer job throughout college, I was able to pay off my $10,000 in student loans within six months of graduating. Yeah, I had to make sacrifices and I wasn't always able to do everything that I wanted to do or that my friends wanted to do, but in the end it was worth it because I had the respect for myself and the responsibility to make sure that I and nobody else was on the hook for the agreements that I made with the Department of Education. And I have to say, there was a huge sense of relief and accomplishment when I made that payment in November of 2016 and knew that I was free of all of my debts. These aren't unexpected emergencies. They signed the papers. They agreed to the loans. They knew how much they cost. But the rest of us are apparently supposed to feel bad and willingly fork over our own money for their mistakes. Just to recap, a single individual making up to $125,000 a year, which spoiler alert, is a lot more than I make, a jointly married couple earning up to $250,000, a quarter of a million can get up to $10,000 from the federal government. Even someone who makes 50, 60, $70,000 a year is by no means destitute and knew exactly what they were getting into when they agreed to take out student loans. It is sickening. It is a grave injustice that Americans who were responsible, made hard choices, and paid their debts are being punished by the federal government for doing the right thing. Why now? Why forgive the $10,000 now? Because Biden is trying to buy votes ahead of the midterms. He believes if he throws out $10,000 to the 30-year-old English major or the 35-year-old who just completed their PhD, that they'll turn up for him and Democrats at the ballot box this fall. And that's kind of the worst part of it. How are Republicans supposed to compete with somebody who bribes people so they'll vote for him? This is politics at its absolute worst. And the Biden administration should be totally ashamed of this student loan debt forgiveness plan. Again, the government is incentivizing irresponsibility. They are incentivizing colleges to jack up rates on young people even further. And they are implementing a de facto regressive tax by making sure that working class Americans who didn't go to college are footing the bill for those who on average are expected to perform better across their lives financially. It's an absolute travesty. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Unfit to Print. I'm your host, Amber Athey. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.